As Protestants and Catholics, we worship the same God, we just do it a little differently. For example, Protestants worship God in their Bible studies, fellowship, and spirit-filled services. And Catholics worship God in their beautiful cathedrals, liturgies, and sacred traditions. But that's no reason to behave like prideful little children in the Father's house, fighting over who God loves more, just because we think our way is the best way. For there is no distinction between Jews and Gentiles, and there is no distinction between Protestants and Catholics. The same Lord is Lord of all, and is generous to all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We are all God's children, but the enemy has us distracted and divided against ourselves. Meanwhile, he's destroying our families and robbing our children of their future. We must join forces. Let's stop talking about how we are different and start talking about how we are all the same in our struggles. We are all broken and we all need a savior named Jesus. We like this idea so much we created Broken Catholic, the number one podcast in the world for Protestants and Catholics. Now close your eyes and take a listen as everyday Christians reveal shocking before and after stories of how they resisted or cooperated with God's plan for their life and what happened next. Hi, this is Dr. Scott Hahn and you're listening to Joseph Warren with Broken Catholic. You're going to enjoy everything you hear. Today, my featured guest is Christina Maldonado. She is 27 years old. She grew up in Miami, Florida. She's been in Tampa, Florida for six years. That's where I live, folks. Uh, it's a beautiful place. We got 80 degrees and sunny now. I've been going to the beach with my little babies like almost every day here. It's uh, February, and I feel really bad for the rest of the world right now who is going through like extremely cold weather right now. But darn it, you have the same decision we all have. Get on a plane and come to Tampa. I'm just saying. All right. So Christina works part-time for Soul of the Christian Apostolate as a missions assistant. And she works at Moffitt Cancer Center with bone marrow transplant, transplant patients. She's been a registered nurse for four years. And she wanted to come on today to speak about something very near and dear to her heart, which is mental prayer. Now, that term mental prayer may be new for some of you, and that's okay. But we invite you to learn about it, to understand it, and then possibly, possibly even try it. And, and really just sit in this space of silence and solitude with God. And Christina is going to help us to understand what is mental prayer? How do you do it? How do you do it effectively? And how do you reap the results in a way that brings you deeper in your relationship with God? Listen, BC Nation, there are things you're struggling with right now in your life. There are things right now that you are holding on to control rather than giving control to God. Who is the only one, by the way, that is in control of all those things in your life that you can't control? Are you tracking with me? There's freedom when you get quiet with God and you relinquish this false sense of control that you have in your life. So let's get into mental prayer today. We're going to speak about the organization that she works with. We're going to invite God to come into your heart, into your mind in a powerful way like never before in your life, BC Nation. So if you're ready for that, then grab your pen and paper. Christina, welcome to Broken Catholic, number one podcast on Apple for Protestants and Catholics. Go ahead and just fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, I super appreciate it. I work, as you said, for Soul of the Christian Apostolate, it's a Catholic nonprofit organization, and it is dedicated solely um, to promote mental prayer. And, you know, there's so many organizations out there that are dedicated to other super, you know, necessary and worthy causes. But oftentimes, um, prayer is, you know, overlooked, underneath. Yes. We know it's the most important thing, but there's nothing really just dedicated for the promotion of prayer, which is the one thing necessary, truly, um, for our personal relationship with our Lord. So it's beautiful to be part of an organization. I feel so humbled and it's changed my life. Um, helped, it's helped me become more consistent with my own prayer life, which is transformative. Um, I can't, I can't attest to that enough. 
That's awesome. All right, before we get into mental prayer and get into your story, uh, take a minute and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. That's a good one. Um, so something that people might not know. I am, my parents are Puerto Rican. I speak Spanish. Um, I am f perfectly, you know, bilingual. I love coffee. <laughs> I actually, is, I need to work on that. It's probably a little too, I love it too much. Um, yes, I'm an avid coffee drinker. It runs in my veins, my blood. <laughs> Girl, I am with you. The Sunday I almost took the family for a nice cafe con leche with the, the breakfast at the Cuban place, you know, the nice restaurant and stuff. And it's like, listen, I just like good <laughs> coffee. I yes. like good cuisine. I just have a palate for it. So that's awesome. All right, Christina, let's get into mental prayer. Okay. Um, first off, you know, as uh, you spoke about prayer, like it's often neglected as far as uh, us teaching how to do it effectively, right? We know that we ought to pray. We know that we ought to pray often. But many times when we do pray or try to pray, we feel, well, we're just not good at it because we don't feel we're getting the results or the outcome or God didn't answer the prayer in the timely manner that we wanted so we get to this place of looking at prayer as pointless. What's mm -hmm. the point? Why would I spend this time? I know, I know, I know, like it's going to grow my relationship with God deeper, but man, like what's in it for me? Am I speaking for you, BC Nation right now? Like, let's be honest, we're selfish beings. It's all about me, myself, and I. We worship the unholy trinity. Let's just be real, okay? It's our sinful nature. That's our default. So, Christina, in your own life, what was going on when you were introduced to mental prayer? Um, what happened? How did you venture into that? And then what was the result and outcome? So kind of paint us a picture and tell us that story, would you? Yes. I was first introduced to mental prayer probably about six years ago when I went on a silent retreat, the spiritual exercises by St. Ignatius of Loyola, um, held by some very holy priests. Um, they do them all across the United States and in other countries as well. So it was with a particular religious order, but um, it was there where I was introduced to mental prayer, um, which is just a fancy word for like meditation, um, like Catholic meditation, not Eastern meditation or something like yoga, nothing like that. But um, just really diving into the mysteries of our Lord's life and really um, meditating upon them and allowing um, our Lord to penetrate our hearts and our minds, you know, with the essence of those divine mysteries. So I had started doing it on and off when I was, you know, 19 years old, didn't really know the importance to it or just kind of endeavored unknowingly into just this territory that was foreign to me what um, was attractive about it where you wanted to try it if you don't mind me asking that um so you know there's sometimes where we're, we could we're, we all are looking for our lord we're all looking for truth so i think i was presented with this form of prayer that i had not ever done mm. so maybe there was a sense of curiosity like of just let me try this out i don't I don't really know anything, you know, I have nothing to lose. Like, let me just mm. kind of do it. But, but really what, when I started doing it, it was those, I had never considered different truths such as heaven, hell, you know, just meditating on eternal truths um, and different mysteries of our Lord's life. I had never done that. Like, let me sit, you know, sit down and it should be at least, you know, um, 15 minutes. And I, that's the tradition of, you know, our faith, our Catholic faith does teach it must be at least 15 minutes. And I like to compare that to like a hit workout, like, you know, in order to get your heart rate to a certain level, you have to spend a certain amount of time, um, like running or whatever. So same thing in order for our Lord to really penetrate our minds, our hearts, 
we have to at least spend 15 minutes because, you know, he's so infinite. It's just going to go over our head, like if we only spend five minutes. So I had just started carving that time. And um, I really like yeah. that distinction you just created there, right? Because we understand that exercise, go into the gym, like we get that it's physical, it's tangible. We're like, okay, I have to get my heart rate to a certain elevation in order to really <laughs> get the fruit or the benefit or the results that I'm looking for in my physical body. But then when it comes to spiritual things like prayer, those are intangibles. So we don't know if we're doing it right. We don't know if it's working. So you just brought, uh, you leveled us up in that saying, Hey, it's like, uh, it's like physical exercise where you get your heart pumping. Um, except when you spend 15 minutes or more, you get your soul jumping, mm -hmm. right? And into the depth and mystery of your maker. And that's like the bare minimum just to connect, just to connect. Exactly. And yet, and yet so many people, wouldn't you say, Christina, spend less than 15 minutes in quiet prayer per day? Certainly, 100%. 100%. I used to. You know, yeah. I used to tell people, you know, you know how busy I am? Do you get how important I am where I can't do any more than five minutes a day with God? And that's a lot. That's pushing it. I mean, so many people speak this way. Good people, Christians, Protestants, Catholics, both sides. And they give no more than five minutes a day to God. But they expect big results from him. And when they don't get it, they question him and they question prayer. And what's the point? Speak to that, would you? Yes. So that's where how you just said, you know, um, we have to really let go of our ego. And we all know, like, prayer should be number one. Or if we're trying to see what we're prioritizing in life, like categorizing it by one, two, and three, any Christian Catholic is going to put God as number one. But then when you start quantifying, how much time do I spend? Then it really would not be, you know, one, it would move down to maybe who knows. Um, <laughs> Christina, you're getting so real with us right now. You're getting so real. Listen, it's so true. Like in business, right? They say, Hey, I can look at anyone's credit card record and tell you like what's important to you in your life based on where you're spending your money. Right. Well, I think just exactly what you just said, Christina, and, and this is something I teach in my own coaching is you can look at any person's calendar and assess where they're spending their time is where their treasure is. Right. That that's the treasure of time where they're spending it is where their heart is. Right. So like look at any relationship in your life and then look at your calendar. How much time are you spending with that person? By the way, God is a person. He's not a religion. He's a person. And there's a relationship there. So if you're spending five minutes or less with God every day, is he truly number one in your life? Yes or no? No. And that's just, a, it would require a lot of, you know, humility to, to admit that. But that's the first basis. You know, we won't be able to progress in the spiritual life whatsoever if we're not honest if we're just going to never attain union with him which that is the goal oh that is so true you know there's an old saying if you put in the time god will do the rest yes right you, but you got to put in the time bc nation and i didn't get this for so many years like i'm just like god is like this big genie in the sky there to fulfill my request <laughs> And, and again, it's that selfish, egoic, fallen nature that's in every single one of us, if we're being honest about it. For sure. But I wouldn't invest time into the relationship with him. And when I showed up, for the little I showed up, I wanted him. I, I showed up to get something. I didn't show up to give something. And I definitely didn't show up to, like, just be present. That's, like, boring. Like... <laughs> Right. So like, did you wrestle with any of this, Christina? Help me not to feel so alone right now. Come on, please. <laughs> no, certainly. I mean, especially when um, you're trying to create the habit of 
daily mental prayer, we're going to have a lot of temptations, like what's in it for me, a lot of pride. Um, and that that's, you know, we're still prideful. So it's going to come and go throughout our lives. But um, as we discover the essence of prayer, and I'm going to reference, you know, soul of the Christian apostolate, the namesake of this organization, it's derived from the spiritual classic called soul of the apostolate, which I recommend that book it'll blow your brain. Um, it's really good. Um, but in that book, they talk about, we seek, we should not seek spiritual consolations. We should seek God, the God of consolations, not his, his consolations, because that's not real love. It's, it's like, if I just have a friend, you make me feel really good. That's why I hang out with you. Really. I don't really actually care so much about you. Um, just kind of like you make me feel nice. If that's not authentic love, if I show up, just to get something out of it, it just shows I really don't love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength as he demand as he he's wants me to. And it's very shallow, very superficial. Um, which again, we're fallen. We're that's not to be like we we could recognize that, but then we gotta like get back up. We can't just like wallow wow, like I, I suck at loving God. It's like, no, okay. I'm not very good, but let's, let's go forward. <laughs> you know, there's another saying like every day suck less every day suck less. Right. It's like, okay. Like we all suck at loving God initially, but if you just give up and quit, well, you're always going to suck at that relationship. Just like, you know, like imagine a parent, like having a new baby, right. And they just can't console the baby. The baby's crying and stuff. And they're like, I suck as a mom. I suck as a dad. That's it. I quit. <laughs> and they just give up. Like, that's unimaginable. Right? That's your child. So what do you do? Well, you suck it up and you suck less every single day and practice. You practice. You put in the time with the baby. You put in the time with God. You put in the time in your friendships so that they grow and they prosper. So... Christina, like when you first started mental prayer, like, did you suck at it or were you just like, perfect? Like, <laughs> and I'm still not perfect uh, at all. It, it's, it's a, a work, you know, forever work in progress, but it is, you do start getting better. Um, thanks be to God. And he's does start, um, attracting you more, even where those 15 minutes, it's not enough anymore. As you start progressing in the spiritual life, it's like, all right, um, he, he now wants me to do half an hour or 45 minutes or an hour. And it's crazy um, how those spiritual muscles, they start developing. Yep. And you then are able to do one hour workouts, like prayer workouts. <laughs> Whoa, it's like one hour at the gym of heaven, you know? It's like, let's yeah. go. Getting on my cardio with God, right? It's yes. like, you got to do the treadmill, people. You got to lose the, the, right, the sinful weight, right? Mm -hmm. The weight of sin. You got to burn those sin calories. Let's go. Exactly. 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 It's exactly it. We're having fun here, people, but you get it. And it works the same way, right? Your body, mind, and spirit made by the same God, all three parts of you. So like there's certain natural laws he put in the universe, right? For your physical body that create optimal health. Well, it's the same thing in your spiritual life. Same thing. Like these same laws apply, yet we don't think to do it. But Christina is setting us straight today. <laughs> Christina, this is good. This is good. All right. So like you start out with this mental prayer. You're a young lady doing this. Like how long did it take you to feel connection with God? Like how many days? How many weeks? How many months? I know each person is different. We're not here to compare, but I do want to kind of like give a context or a range of expectation. I know what it's like. It was like for me, how long it took. And I know what it, how long it takes with many of my clients. I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. What did that look like for you? Yes. So that's a really good question. Um, because in the spiritual life, just like with friendships or spouses, there's going to be times of consolation, spiritual sweetness. And there's going to be desolation, aridity, dryness, where um, it's just not as you're not feeling his presence as much, but you're still connect. We're still connecting because I'm I'm praying. Um, but I would say, honestly, 
and when I first began with the 15 minutes as like, you know, 19 year old and I'm 20, 27 now, I encountered our Lord quickly, but um, that doesn't mean it was like, you know, constellations each time, um, just kind of, it comes and goes, you know, however our Lord wants. And that's how he sees if we really are showing up for the right reason, if we're really showing up for him. Um, yeah, that's bingo. That's, that is so true. It's like, God is like asking, like every day you show up, right. And you put in the time, he's mm -hmm. like, are you here to get something or are you here to be with me? Exactly. Like, and, and, and he tests us, right? And that's what yep. the Bible says. God tests the, those that he loves. So he wants to pull us. He's drawing us into this intimacy, but he must test the motives of our heart. Mm -hmm. As Jesus says, right? The father looks at the motives of our heart. Why are you really here? Now, when I started, I'll tell you, I was there to get something. But I was honest with him about that. Like, I don't want to be here. I'm kind of ticked off that I have to be here. I lost a bet. I lost a promise. I lost a deal with God. That's why I'm here. I'll put in the time. But you know what? God worked with even that brokenness in me. Yeah. And it's just like, are you willing to show up repeatedly? Are you willing to pour into that relationship? And I really like what you said there, Christina. Um, Every relationship in our life has highs and lows. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. I, I, I know like in my own life, like there's certain people in my life that I chose to do business and life with. Like I chose this relationship no matter what. I'm in it. Let's go. And every time I see them, it's not like always like this, like high five and enthusiasm. Like, yeah. Wow, I feel amazing around you. And wow, I'm pouring into you. You're pouring into me. Some days it's just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, you're kind of annoying me right now. Yes. Yeah, they could be just, you know, getting on your nerves. <laughs> you're on my nerves. You're irritating me. But does that mean I quit and give up on them and quit the relationship? Hopefully not. But we're in this cancel culture right now that teaches us to do that. If you're not getting something at all times from that person, then cut them out of your life. They're useless to you. And this is kind of how we show up with God in our prayer life. What do you want to say around that? No, I mean, it just shows, again, um, the superficiality of relationships, you know, in the world. It's all utilitarian. Like I'm your friend until you can help me excel in these areas. And then once you're kind of not serving me, just cutting you out. And that's like, I mean, so against what we're called to do as in love our neighbor as Christ loves them, like where we're willing to die for them, like without hesitation. Um, that's that type of radical love and sacrifice. So it's, it's just the polar opposite of what we're called to do, which is, you know, terrible that that's what society is all about and what they promote even, but we can't, we can't partake in that. We have to go against the current. So society is out pushing and promoting superficial love and God in the Bible is promoting sacrificial love. So mm -hmm. superficial love versus sacrificial love. Only one is from God. Which yes. are you participating in, in your life people? Like, this is a sobering question. Look at each relationship in your life right now that actually matters to you and ask yourself that. Is this relationship mostly superficial or is it sacrificial? Superficial means it's mostly for you. Like, you're there to get something. It's utilitarian, <laughs> like Christina said. Sacrificial is you're there to give yourself to the relationship like all of you to pour it in, whether or not you get something in return matters not like you chose it. It's like when you get married, right? It's mm -hmm. like covenant. It's like for better or worse. Well, we yeah. don't like the worst part right now in relationships, right? All right. So Christina, let's talk about more about mental prayer. Like how do we get good at this? Yes. Like, is there a formula? Is there a one, two, three strategy, like steps, I can take to get this right? What do you got? 
Yes. So there are steps. It's pretty awesome. I can also um, share with you those steps. We at SOCA, we have developed a resource, a five-step mental prayer resource, Let's but go. I'm just going to kind of condense it real quick. It could be summarized with read, reflect, and dialogue. So, you know, it should be at least 15 minutes and in the morning before we start our day, because then the likelihood that we're going to pray is going to go real down. And also in order for us to give the best version of ourselves, we got to come to the source, which is our Lord. He's the only one that gives us love. And, you know, we can't give what we don't have. So if we want to so, love. So to clarify, we got to plug into heaven first thing in the morning, get powered up for our day, right? And that's the first part. And the second part, if we give God the leftovers of our day, if we wait till the end of the day, chances are we're not going to show up or we're not going to show up well. Mm-hmm. and we're not going to receive what he wanted to give us that day because we're just yeah. like mentally exhausted. Is that yeah. correct? Did I get it right? That is correct. Um, so then the summary of the three steps, read, reflect, dialogue. So you're going to just put yourself in the presence of God before beginning, um, you know, just unite ourselves to him. Um, and then we're going to start reading slowly in a prayerful manner, um, sacred scripture, or a spiritual text um, that works well for meditation. And then we're going to be really attentive to what is striking us because that's God. That is our Lord. That is the Holy Spirit moving us to a certain aspect that he wants us to chew on. And in order to like really get the juice from like those spiritual nuggets, we got to be really attentive to his um, voice, you know, whatever is attracting us when we're reading prayerfully. Then as the Holy Spirit leads that soul to consider a certain aspect, he's going to start moving us um, most likely in different ways. Like we might, let's say if we're meditating upon, um, you know, um, mercy, our Lord's mercy, maybe he'll start revealing to us, wow, I've been really unmerciful with X person, X person. And he might move us to repent. Like, you know, I've been really um uncharitable with a certain individual so we're just going to start entering into a dialogue with our lord and it should just be a heart-to-heart conversation with christ and then as soon as we're done um kind of getting um like developing that thought then we go back to the text and we begin reading again until then the 15 minutes are done and then we should end with a resolution to put into practice that day so let's say on mercy okay Lord, may you please help me strive to be merciful and may you help me um, have a concrete goal of hitting up that person that I've been really unmerciful to. And I'm going to like send them a text or maybe call them, see how they're doing, because the whole point of meditation is that we become more Christ-like. And when we, the, the real rule to see if we're actually getting better at it is if we're having a change of life, if we're becoming holier. You know, so. Mm, so I really like that you added the action piece to this because mm-hmm. we can meditate all day long and come to the deep truths and understanding of God mm-hmm. and love and wisdom. But if we don't act upon it, meaning like we don't actually make a change in our life, it's mm-hmm. useless, isn't it? Yes. No, yeah, we should have a practical resolution. Every day. I like that. I like that. All right. I'm going to throw in a monkey wrench question here. Okay. If you're fine with that. So sometimes like you were using the example of mercy, right? So you're reading about God's mercy. You're reflecting on it. You're going deeper. And then you hear in your inner mind that just quiet whisper, that prompting of like, Hey, you, uh, you didn't show mercy to this person. And you're like, oh, that's right. Okay, got it. What if you hear something as well, like you don't deserve God's mercy? Yeah. So um, what do you do with that? Because that really does happen in prayer. Even when you're there with God, you hear other voices sometimes. Mm -hmm. What do you do with that? What is that? Yes. Yeah, so we have three enemies. Um, 
we're, you know, it's the devil, the flesh, which is ourselves and the world. So that's when we have to be very um, attentive to when we're praying, recognizing which voice is coming from where. So it could be like the culture. It could be our own sinfulness sometimes like, oh, I, I really don't want to be merciful to that person. They've hurt me. And I don't, you know, I don't want to forgive them or I don't want to show love towards them. So and then there's sometimes, yeah, straight up the enemy, just, you know, the, the devil. We know our battles against the principalities. There are there is a whole spiritual realm that we don't see. And especially actually when somebody starts doing mental prayer, the devil despises it. He hates it because it's the way to grow in union with God. And it's the only way to become holy. Um, so he's going to try to dissuade anybody to persevere. You know, he's going to try to put some stumbling blocks. <laughs> yeah. Christina, thank you for sharing the other voices that we hear in prayer, because that's important that we understand it. A lot of people don't know that there are those other primary voices that we could hear. So we just think, oh, shoot, like, am I just weird? Like, did God just tell me I don't deserve his mercy? Right. And, and because of that thing I did yeah. or that shame I I'm carrying. And I'll, I'll give you something BC nation that uh, has really helped me in my life. And, you know, with the, the men I get to coach is that anytime you hear something that attacks or diminishes your identity in God, meaning a son or a daughter who is loved by him. Yeah such as you don't deserve God's mercy, that example I used. Anything that attacks your identity is straight from hell. Yeah. Straight from the enemy. That's immediately you can discard that. Don't even question it, like reject it, rebuke it, send it packing. Yeah. God will never attack your identity as a son or daughter of him. Like that is key. And I just give you a little shortcut there, a spiritual shortcut to like discard and extinguish the voice of the enemy instantly on demand when that happens. And it happens to everyone. Let's be honest about it. Let's be honest. So thank you, Christine. I didn't want to leave that out of the conversation of mental prayer because this is common. And I don't yes. want people to think like they're failing when they're hearing these negative voices. Yes. Like somehow it's them when it's not. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. So we got the one, two, three trifecta, you know, <laughs> to mental prayer. Thank you for that. That's really helpful to us. Um, so we let's just uh, run through them one more time just as a recap. So we have a spiritual reading, a text, right? Yes. Sacred scripture. Or a text that's actually like used for um, meditations. Um, there's many books, like good, solid books out there. Um, now, so these books should be Christian and biblically based. This isn't like books about reading about how the universe is on your side and Mother Nature and your inner goddess and you're, you're a, like some kind of deity, correct? Yes, definitely don't read that. <laughs> don't read those. <laughs> Listen, you know how many Christians read that crap? Boy, no, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. I, I know people in my own life, like they are Judeo-Christian, Protestants and Catholics, both side, and they get caught up in this spiritual woo-woo garbage. Why? Because it tantalizes their ears and it strokes their ego and magnifies their pride. Yeah, it's dangerous. Definitely. It's, it's poison. Yeah, it's thank poison. you. So, um, yes, yeah, so read and um, reflect Number two, so just prayerfully reading, um, being aware that God wants to speak to us. He mm -hmm. loves us. He he wants he wants us there more than we want to be there. Christina, um, what do you do when you're sitting there silently reflecting, but you're hearing nothing, you're sensing nothing for maybe five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes? What do you do with that? So um there are different practices that can help us kind of bring us back to what we should be meditating on. Um, many people have many holy people, smart people um, have suggested like maybe even like praying to our father slowly, methodically, if we're like just struggling with distractions or maybe if nothing is really inspiring us, like our Lord is not really attracting us just still 
trying to bring us back into his presence. So reading the text again, even if it's feels dry, just slowly and um, just showing up again or praying the our father slowly. Um, yeah, just kind of persevering through Like you know, there's some workouts that are more painful and yeah. just got to keep on going through it. Thank you for saying that. It's very similar again to working out at the gym and doing exercise, physical exercise. Not every workout produces visible results. Would you agree? Yes. Like 100%. this is key in the spiritual realm. This is why we get frustrated, we give up and we quit because we're not seeing tangible physical results. And we come in with the wrong expectations, I think, right? We come in thinking that every quiet time, every morning with God, I need to walk away with some kind of tangible result or benefit or I failed or I screwed up or it was a waste of time. And this is key to understand this BC nation so that you don't give up, you don't quit, you don't fail, but you actually succeed and you push through that dryness that is part of praying. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's showing up to practice, right? Not every practice you're going to enjoy. Yeah. But when you keep showing up to practice, eventually you get, you earn the right to play in the game, to play on the field, right? To, to walk in the calling that God has prepared for your life. If you just come and sit with him and find out what it is. So this is very important, Christina, anything I'd left out around that, as far as uh, showing up with the wrong intention or expectation that every single morning you got to get something or you messed up. No, that's, it's part of it. Just like in a marriage, right? It's, you're going to feel butterflies in your stomach sometimes. And then there's going to be days you wake up and you're like, man, it's hard marriage, man. I don't even know. I'm <laughs> So it's the same concept, same exact concept. I can't believe they just belched out loud. Oh, that's repulsive. <laughs> exactly. I'm not talking about my marriage, of course. No, uh, this is good, right? It's important to laugh about this and, you know, to, to bring our humanity into this conversation because God knows we are broken, fallen humans. We're creatures. We're not creator. We're creatures. We're imperfect. So we're going to show up imperfectly. And BC Nation, allow yourself when you pray with God um, to show up imperfect. Like create space for you to have grace. Extend grace to yourself. Mm -hmm. And to say, hey, I'm not going to get it right. I'm going to suck at this, especially when I get started. But every day I'm going to try my best to suck less. Just a little less. 1% less every day. How about that? That's attainable. 1% less. Christina, what have we left out of this conversation around mental prayer that BC Nation, you believe, really needs to know? And hear? I was just going to touch on the last part real quick on dialogue. Um, just wanted to recap that. So the read, reflect dialogue. And that really should just be like talking to our Lord as your best friend. Like we shouldn't come with masks or like, let me try to show up here um, like, let me look better than what I am. Um, let me try to be like, I don't know, pretend to be some holy person or I don't know. We just need to show up, uh, candid of, of course, um, just as, as we are. And we should speak to him really like as if he is our best friend, because he does want to be our number one best friend. So just speak to him from the heart. Um, just as you know, we would speak to somebody else without filters and that type of thing. Um, of course, yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't be like um, prideful or, or I don't know. We still got to remember we're not the creator, you know, we, we're not here like, you know, but yeah, just showing up as we are. It's very important. All right, BC Nation, if you're like me and sometimes you forget that you're not the creator in your own life, just remind yourself that even though you're a good person and you want to go end poverty and hunger in the world, like go ahead and do it tomorrow. <laughs> and if you can't, then you're not God. Okay. And, and just get humble again. 
Just get humble again. Look at the areas of your life that you literally have no control over and admit, okay, I need God. I really need him and I'm not him. So the three things, uh, three steps, read, reflect, and I'm just going to shortcut it, respond. Read, reflect, and respond, right, to the promptings of God that you're hearing. So as you sense him, as, as you're hearing that, that prompting within you, that quiet whisper of God in your heart, respond to him. Sometimes responding, um, you know, it could be clarifying, like, God, I'm sensing you, uh, you know, say this, or I'm sensing um, you're showing me this image right now in my mind. Like, can you tell me more about that? Or what are you trying to show me right now or teach me that I'm just not getting? Yeah. Like clarifying questions are key, key to spiritual intimacy with God. This is, this is critical. So respond with clarifying because clarifying questions are the tools that take you deeper in conversation with your maker. You can't go deeper if you don't actually understand what he's saying with you. Yes. You just kind of move on. Well, I didn't get that. I don't know why I saw that. Well, ask him about it. Like this yes. is important. The same way you would with a friend. Like, why did you just say that about my personality? Like, yes. I need to know, <laughs> am I really a jerk? <laughs> How am I showing up as a jerk? Tell me more. Like, are you willing to go there with people? Because if you are, you're going to learn, you're going to grow, and you're going to improve. Yes, for it's sure. With God. Christina, this has been an awesome conversation. Like, it really yeah. has. I've enjoyed it a lot. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think we did a service here to, to our listeners. And I think the Holy Spirit showed up with some really good questions that were needed to be asked that people are secretly thinking but don't know who to ask mm -hmm. and that it's okay to not be good at praying yes what's not okay is to stop trying exactly that's key to everything all right we're speaking with christina maldonado the spaniard the spaniard right and yes. uh, Christina, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Okay. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show without the prizes. Are you ready? I was born for this. Let's do Let's it. Let's go. What's your favorite <laughs> thing about God? His love. What is your least favorite thing about God? Not applicable. <laughs> what a safe answer. Boo. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged with right now, either professionally or personally? Honestly, um, the consistency in my um, sleep regimen. I have a crazy schedule, and the thing is sleep. If we mess it up, then everything else gets messed up. So I'm really working on that. Got it. What are you most afraid of? Um, not loving our Lord the way that I was made to. Um, yeah. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? It only has been a month, so I'm like, what have I done in this new year? Find um, the past 12 months. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, What have I done? It could be a positive, right? This could be a positive mm -hmm. thing. Um, I have invested in different um, young adult relationships in my community, and it has been really beautiful. Thanks, That's Steve. That's how you got on this show. Yeah. Friend of a friend introduced you. Okay. What secret fear do you have about people? I do struggle with, um, like, you know, with what do people think about me? And it's just like annoying because, you know, it's just like, it's unnecessary. But yeah, I guess, you know, that self-esteem type of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're so human. <laughs> what do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Uh, 
Um, really like the importance of mental prayer, honestly. Um, I learned about the importance of it only last January and that's when it really, yep. Yep. What's a new habit you're going to create this year? It has to do, I have a lot of habits I'm trying to develop. Um, one of them, um, trying to keep the presence of God throughout the day. Um, yep. on a, mm -hmm. Awesome. What's a bad habit you're going to break? There's a lot of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't, I could talk more about that if you want to know my brokenness, but yeah, quick, um, uh, caffeine. I'd have a lot of caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> it's that love of coffee people. <laughs> there it is right there. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, so shout out to, you know, maybe, maybe people will understand, but I do love mother Mary and I got to give her a shout out. So Marion, um, um, by the way, for all our Protestants out there, we're not worshiping Mary. That's not what she's doing. She's just giving yeah. a shout out to God's mom because she's so yeah. awesome. And without her, we wouldn't have had salvation. So you're welcome. Thank you, Mary. Okay. Go ahead. There you go. Yes. Um, Two other um, ways to describe myself. Um, my name, Christina. I want to be a true follower of Christ. And and um, I don't know, kind. Like, Meg, I feel like. Let's go. All right. Pick three words to describe who you were before. Oh. Before you got better at mental prayer. Wow. <sighs> I didn't talk about my conversion story, but I, I was lost for sure. Lost, um, uh, wore a lot of masks trying to, you know, find my identity in things that, you know, <laughs> sins. Um, and another word, I don't even know. I'm just so, so ignorant. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I get that. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died, this isn't theologically correct, right? It's not reincarnation, but it's a fun question. <laughs> All right. Uh, you could come back to life after you died, look your friends and family in the eye and tell them only one piece of advice about God and relationship with him. What would you say to them? I would say, you know, invest as much as, as you as you can into that personal relationship with him while we're alive because once we die we can't develop you know our relationship with our lord we only have this moment and we got to take advantage of it it's like once we die the pause button is permanently pressed yes <laughs> right you can't improve that relationship it's exactly where you left it forever for all eternity oh, the pressure the pressure <laughs> the pressure people it's a pressure cooker all right and uh give bc nation a homework assignment for this week what is one action they must take we got to leave with an action right what's one action they must take this week uh to really deepen their relationship with god what do you got for them christina I would say definitely, um, if you're not doing mental prayer, do it like tomorrow, do it as soon as you hear this, like plan accordingly for that the next day to really give it a shot, at least 15 minutes in the morning, you know, you can have a cup of coffee first. If you like, if it helps you pray better, a lot of holy people have said that. So that is permissible. And then, um, give our Lord those 15 minutes and, yeah, it will change your life, truly. All right, there you go. You got it. Take on the challenge, BC Nation. Did you love this episode, this conversation with Christina Maldonado? If you did, would you go write her a honest review? You could do that at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher.com, or BrokenCatholic.com. BrokenCatholic.com. Go write that review right now. Use both your thumbs. Come on, put them to good use, positive use. Stop scrolling through your life. And like, actually do something good. Here we go. If we like what you write, we will give you a live shout out on the show. Like I'm about to do for Bruce 
Hebel, Hebel, Bruce Hebel, he was actually a guest on my show a while back. He wrote a five-star review uh, entitled, Trusting God When Your Life Makes No Sense. Trusting God When Your Life Makes No Sense. He said, Broken Catholic offers great insights uh, from Pastor Samuel. So that was an episode with Pastor Samuel, who's a megachurch pastor. Uh, Great insights from Pastor Samuel on keeping our faith in the most difficult moments in the most difficult moments right so it's all about trusting god in those those hard moments of life so thank you bruce for your five-star review bc nation go write yours christina where do we find out more about soka catholic and where do we find out more about you if somebody wants to connect with you they're just so inspired by your story um so you can visit www org, and there's a ton of resources there for mental prayer um i definitely invite you to check that out and there's just so many resources to help you be successful and to not you know suck at prayer anymore um or suck then, less every day suck less suck every less, day suck less, the goal is yes. not to stop sucking it's to suck less <laughs> suck less yes um and if you'd like to contact me um, I do have an Instagram, but I barely use it. I'm going to be honest because I'm trying to create good habits and I struggle with the time management. So you're I, like, you can reach out to me, BC Nation, but I will not reach back to you. <laughs> well, that's honest. <laughs> yes. Uh, you could feel free to email me or if you were to reach out through Soka, um, Kevin, the founder or myself uh, or another employee will reach out to you. And if you yeah. want to talk about do you have a best email address that you want to share or no? It's totally fine. I, um, it is a little long. It's my whole Spaniard name. So Christina, <laughs> lowercase I, Maldonado at gmail.com. There you go. Christina, lowercase I, Maldonado at gmail.com. All right, Christina, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you. I wish you the same. I wish you the same. Cheers. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on of bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.